Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, he's our boss, especially when it comes to 11 o'clock on Mondays. He's Scott Petrak. From brownzone.com, and right now he is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Big fan of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Scott, let me start with this. Santa Claus is coming to town. Underrated or overrated Springsteen (laughs) holiday song. What do you think? I think it's solid. I think it's a strong strong holiday song. I really do. I do, too. I think it's one of my favorites. It makes me just kind of the rocking holiday vibe, right? Great rendition beaten to death. Oh, It's my only complaint with it. It's just played way too much. Wow. Pretty sure all Christmas songs are played. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many of them, right? You hear the same ones over and over. Yeah. Come on, man. Again, it, it's a, it said it's a great song. It just, it's played way too much. He's the Grinch, played man. Played way too He's much. He's the Grinch. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's digest. We go back to Saturday and the win over the Ravens. Uh, your thoughts on Deshaun Watson and where we are with him right now. And um, I, I think it was big sigh of relief, I think, for him to get a, a win at home. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that for sure. Um, you know, I think it was another step for him. You know, Kevin Stefanski says he's seeing the field really well, and I think that's important. You know, as he tries to pick up the nuances of this offense, you know, that's really critical that you see the field and you know where to go with the ball. And not having an interception in that type of game was big, especially the way the Ravens turned the ball over a couple times, and especially coming off a bad pick against Houston and a bad pick against Cincinnati. The fact that he was careful with the ball, I think was a significant step forward, you know, and then you see him make a couple of plays with his legs. You know, there's a big 17 yard scramble. They ran an RPO uh, before the touchdown pass to DPJ where he kept the ball and the guy blitzes out of the slot and he throws it to Mike Woods a second. So I do think you see um, steps in several areas from week to week. Watson averaged 5.8 yards per attempt in this game, Scott. What do we take away from that? And is it just the weather that they're not pushing the ball down the field? Yeah, that's a really interesting thought. Because if you look back to 2020, he led the league. And it was 8-something, 8.9 and maybe 12 um, point something per completion. And, you know, that's when he led the league in passing yards. So you know that he has it in him, and he's got the arm. But we just haven't seen those deep shots. You know, I remember one in Houston where Cooper cut off the route. Um, I don't remember any deep ones in Cincinnati. You know, I'm thinking back to the Baltimore game. I don't remember doing like real go route type of things, right? Or deep post, any of that stuff. Uh, and I, you know, we talked about that last week with Watson and with Amari Cooper. And I think that's just something that probably takes some building up to, you know, as you piece it together, as you take these incremental steps, everybody keeps talking about, it feels like those deep balls might be down the list of things to do, but I, I do think that's needed, right? And when you look at this offense, you look at this run game, how can you help at all? You need some shots. You need to take some shots to take advantage of the defense. Now, 
you know, the weather was a little bit of a factor, not a huge factor. Plus, the Ravens get to the quarterback in a hurry, so I don't know if he, they were comfortable saying, okay, he's going to have a lot of time to do that. And then if the weather's going to be as bad as people are forecasting for Christmas Eve, then you might not see it this week either. But I do, I am looking forward to at some point seeing that because then I think you could see the offense really take a leap. Scott, you wrote about it, so I'll let people read it at broadzone.com. But patience, I think, is a huge word when it comes to Kevin Stefanski. And without giving away your whole article, just, you know, thoughts on that, patience and Kevin Stefanski. On uh, Stefanski, yeah. Um, it's actually, I think that's Jim Ingram wrote that. But, um, yeah, and I'm thinking about coming back with something today, just an analysis about, you know, he took so much grief after the Cincinnati game, right? A lot of it focused on the fourth and one play call with Jacoby Brissett. Um, but then they also, the Browns had nine penalties, right? People like to point at the head coach when you have nine penalties and the loss to the Bengals pretty much ruined their playoff chances. But then the Browns come back, they get a, you know, an important win against the division rival and looks better, right? The team overall looks better. The team played hard, which when the playoffs are, you know, 1% or less than 1%, I think that's a legitimate question to say, okay, what's, How's the effort going to be? And the Browns played, I thought, really hard. And they have all year. But again, on Saturday. So I think Kevin Stefanski has answered some questions. Now I think it's important to see how the final three games play out. But, you know, assuming they finish, you know, 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, which certainly seems doable given the, la- you know, given the rest of the schedule, um, it feels like, okay, he's the guy moving forward. You know, I know that some people disagree with that. Um, but if you go eight and nine and then eight and nine again or nine and eight and you have the disruption of quarterback and some roster issues, um, you know, I mean, I could, I'm sure some people will disagree with this, but that feels like, okay, the coach is okay. He's not the biggest problem. Um, that's just how I feel. Now, again, these final four games are important, but getting that win against Baltimore, I think really stabilized things and it gives you some reasons to think, okay, why is Kevin Stefanski okay? And it's even keel. It's guys are still playing hard, all those types of things. Scott Petrak, brownzone.com, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. So that takes care of Kevin Stefanski and the stability that might be there. Is the same stability around the coaching staff as well? Yeah, I still don't think so. Um, you know, I know the defense has played better over the last four games. I know there's things to like about Joe Woods, his personality, uh, you know, Miles, Miles Garrett, I thought was pretty strong in his support of Joe Woods last week when a year ago there were multiple times that Garrett was critical of Woods publicly. So that's interesting, but I just think when you get to the end of the season, take a step back and go, okay, why is this team not in the playoffs? The defense is a big part of that, and special teams is a big part of that because I thought Jacoby was setting the offense, we've talked about this, played well enough in those first 11 non-Deshaun Watson games to give this team a chance to go to the playoffs, but the defense and special teams let the team down. And I just, it feels like you can't bring everybody back. And if changes are going to have to be made, can you do better at defense coordinator? Can you do better, better at special teams coordinator? I feel like it's heading in that direction. I don't know, Scott, I keep looking at that three in the score, 13 to three. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here trying to still figure out, is it the defense or is it who they played or, uh, you know, wh- where is the defense? Like I can't just yeah. every time I'm ready to like completely just say, okay, th- we got it. This has got it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, 
you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, it is interesting, you know, because if you're really trying to support Joe Woods, you could say, you know, there were three games where it got away from him, right? Where the run game killed him against, um, you know, the Chargers and Atlanta and Miami and Buffalo. So it's four of those rushing games. You had the big breakdowns in the secondary early, but is that the coach or is it the communication from the players? So I think you can make excuses or rationalize part of it. Um, and then when you look at the game Saturday night, right, three points is three points. But no Lamar Jackson, right? A um, couple missed field goals by Justin Tucker, which doesn't happen. You had turnovers. I mean, they still gave up almost 200 yards on the ground. So it's one of those things where they talk about it all the time, getting those takeaways masks so much. And then you get a fourth down stop early. And that doesn't take away the defense. Like, the defense made those plays. Defense got the fourth and one stop. Defense got a couple of big turnovers, right, to start that second half. Um, but it's not perfect. You give up a bunch of run yards. You're playing a backup quarterback. So I, I can kind of see both sides of it. But if the momentum is, hey, a change is going to be made, I don't think just allowing three points to Baltimore – switch the thinking there, at least in my opinion. Do you, do you think the Ravens woke up Sunday morning and, like, turned over and like, oh, why didn't I run the ball? I got a hangover. <laughs> like, why yeah. didn't they run the ball more? I, 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 I kept asking myself that, too. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, sitting in the press box, you some guys were asking that, too, right? Like, why don't they just run it every time? And, and I get that thought process. I also know that you know, I mean, this is the NFL. you got to throw it from time to time, right? I mean, they still ran it 28 times, and they were losing by 10 most of the, you know, second half. Um, but I get it. You're right. You're averaging 7.1 a carry for the game. Why not do it more? I think it comes down to when you get to third and short and fourth and short, sometimes the play caller says, hey, in order to pick this up, we got to throw it. And when they tried to run it on third and, one, third and short and fourth and one in the first quarter, the Browns stopped them, right? So – Again, this was a couple of big plays by the defense, but and I'm not saying it's the right philosophy, but I think in 2022, um, you can only coaches have decided you can only run it so many times, right? Like you have to mix and pass it sometime, and maybe bite them, but um, I, I just think that's the way of the world in the NFL these days. Scott Cade York missed two kicks in this game. Is the first time he really kicked in the elements with the wind whipping and the snow falling and all that stuff. Is there a level of concern there, or is it just, eh, it's your first time? Well, see, I think there's a level of concern because I didn't think the conditions, I know they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Like, they're going to be worse this weekend, at least that's what the forecast is calling for. Yeah. You know, Kevin Stefanski said he didn't think the wind was that bad. Um, so I, I think there's a concern, especially he's just not hitting the ball as solid as he needs to. I mean, the conditions did not. I mean, that one, the, the shorter field goal, the ball never got off the ground, right? So it's like the wind took it. Um, you know, he just missed the kick. And, and I think that that's been the issue for me all season long with York. He's just been an inconsistent ball striker, and that's what's killing him. And doesn't mean he doesn't have the talent. doesn't mean he doesn't have the potential. But he's got to figure out a way to just make better contact, kick in and kick out. And you've even seen it on some of the kickoffs right against Houston. He squibbed a couple because he missed the kickoff. And, you know, I know he's young, and I'm sure that's part of it, but the reason Justin Tucker is great is because usually he hits the same part. He hits the same part of the ball with the same part of his foot every time, and I just don't think York has been nearly consistent enough in that area. 
Scott, most important question you're going to hear over the next, I don't know, month, month or two. What was a better present on Saturday? A shirtless J.R. Smith smashing a guitar or the white face mask? It's a very important question. Yeah, you know what? I'm not a big uniform guy, but I'm going to say J.R. Smith because I did not love wow. the white face mask. Oh, you're the only I, one I've heard say this. Keep going. Yeah, yeah I, I just maybe it's because I'm just so used to seeing the gray, um, but I felt like they were like it stuck out too much. Like I noticed the face mask too much, and I don't know if that's something I'm looking for. That's not something I'm looking for looking for in a uniform. Now maybe if I saw him every week, I'd feel differently. Um, you know, and I asked David Njoku about it Friday. He had the helmet. I said, "What do you think?" He said, "Oh, these are great." I'm like, really? So I know I'm in the minority there, but I, I just I didn't love them. Scott, I'm with. I like. I don't. First of all, when somebody brought it up to me last week, I was like, "Who?" I'm like, "Who cares?" Like, I don't care what the face right. mask. You know, and like it's such a big topic. <laughs> Scott, thank you as always for reading you every day, and we appreciate your time. And we talk to you every Monday too, so that's great stuff, right? Thanks, Thanks. Scott. Thanks, Will. Hey, Thanks, happy man. holidays to you, Scott too. All right, there you go, Scott Petrak. Uh, Brownzone.com is where you can catch all his stuff online. Make sure you check him out there. And, of course, he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We will make Jeff Thomas do it next. Baskin and Phelps with Dan Menigan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.